It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customer. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I'm here in studio with, I mean, you're pretty much a co-host, it seems like. I'm here here every week. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey in the house. To the top, to the top. All right, Jason, has it been as tough for you as it it has been for me to concentrate during this week? Yes. You you know, all day long today, uh, I don't know if you had the same feeling that I did, but... uh, all day, it kind of felt like um, when you and I are getting ready to go set up the tailgate stuff on Fridays, and I'm just trying to get done with work, I'm trying to just limp to the finish line and get done. All day long today, I was kind of doing the same thing, looking forward to this game that's uh, that's going on right now. And, I, and, and there's still plenty of time. Still plenty of time. As we speak, the Eagles are down 8-2 to two in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, just haven't been playing Golden Eagle baseball, smart, fast, and physical. It just well, hadn't happened yet, but hopefully they can get it together. And, uh, you know, this this team can uh, – there we go. Hit All right, I hit up the middle, everybody. <laughs> hey, that beats the uh, trying to pick off the ghost runner on first. Yeah, well, that does, man. He's Trent Driver. He's never going to live that down. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just – I can't fault him. I have – if you listen to this show, you know that I have – my brain just doesn't always click uh, all the time. But uh, if this is your first time listening – this is your weekly break from all the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Remember that. We got a special guest on our show. I had him on the phone last night, Scott Berry. We got an interview with Scott Berry, although he's his team is playing right now. We got to speak with Scott last night. We're going to have that interview after the break. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. I had a great time the other night. I had a great time in Jackson. I actually had some, somebody come up and ask me about To The Top Talk, which was great. So I don't know if it's a listener or what, but I had a great time at the Heart of the City to Audition Showcase. That's Kevin Hart's show on Comedy Central. I'm supposed to pick uh, four. Yeah, and it, oh, and he hits it. Man, that's tough. That it's going to be tough to do this show that, that, uh, and uh, concentrate was, while that, stuff's going on. That, that was a fantastic call. We, we've got the game up on. We've got the game up on in the in the studio here. So we're <laughs> we're watching and trying to do this radio. Well, show, how was podcast. that? How was that show the other night? It was great. I had a great set. It's one of those things like you, I, you go into that. You just want to have a good set. You know, you can't control what TV people want or what they're looking for. They're supposed to shoot an episode of Heart of the City in Jackson. Going to take uh, four comics. They got another trial this weekend, so probably won't hear anything for a while. But anytime you have that that kind of thing happen, you just want to have a good show. And I had a great time. Packed house. A lot of fun. Always great to see everybody. Now, Jason, something kind of crazy happened this week. Something kind of wacky. In the polls, Southern Miss moves up in, all, in pretty much all the polls. D1 Baseball had us ranked 11th. USA Today Coaches Bowl 12th. NCBWA 13th. Collegiate Baseball, 14th. I think you see where this is going. Baseball America, 15th. And Perfect Game, 16th. We got a straight. I know, right? We got a straight, brother. A straight. Going down into Biloxi to gamble a little bit. Yeah. And and, and looks from the looks of the screen here, it looks like we have a full house. Hey-o. hey on, You know, on the screen. Uh, uh, you know, and who knows? Hey, tell you what. Hopefully someone will get the hot hand. Somebody's got to get the hot hand. <laughs> Somebody's got a hot hand to get the hot bat. I mean, right now, chips are down. You yeah. know, 
Well, I mean, you, you just got to go all in at some point, you know. You just got to go all in, push your chips to the middle of the table. You got to call a spade a spade, though. This is baseball. Yeah. I mean, this so, is what happens to baseball. Absolutely. And, and look, we're losing 8-2 to two right now. Hey, look, somebody's got to call their bluff. Somebody's got to call their bluff. Somebody does have to call their bluff. I mean, this is a, this is high stakes right now. You know, you can get a, the first win in the tournament. You you set yourself up to go far. Well, you know, yeah. If we can come back, if we can cash in uh, towards the end of this game right here, and just go ahead and get the victory. You know, um, we'll see uh, later on if uh, Coach Barry has a card up his sleeve. Well, you know, the first two pitchers didn't didn't do so hot. He knew when to fold them. You know, he knew yeah. when to hold them. He knew when to fold them. He had to, he had to fold them at the right time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. We we just have to uh, we just we just got to make sure that even uh, if we if we win or we lose this game that we uh, make sure we ante up once more. Well, he lost in the shuffle. We still have a good chance of hosting. You know, <laughs> we still have a good chance of hosting. And we got a we got a pitching staff full of aces, dude. I mean, it's it's not like the, it, if the Gilded Eagles fall today, it's not like this is over. Hey, if you win or lose, you know, it's always just going to be a gamble out there. <laughs> Hiring Ellis Johnson was a lot like playing Russian Russian roulette with a shotgun. That took that's, a turn. That's, that's that really took good. a turn. That ends the gambling puns right there. Hit, <laughs> hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Right. <laughs> well, guys, uh, a lot of excitement going around, around right now with Southern Miss baseball. We're just as excited as you are. Hopefully the Golden Eagles can bounce back. I don't know what we need to do to rally. I'd like to rally right now, but where's I don't the, know. Where, where's the rally bike? You and Rick were talking about the rally bike last week. I guess we got we, – Hopefully it's around. down there. We have to. Pay, if anybody, well, I want to see John Smith like heading down the stairs behind home plate. <laughs> I want to see him on the rally bike, just cruising on down, just making a sled out of it. That's well, what I want to see. If anything, if if we get anything going here, what's this first and second? No, is that runner? Runs on first and second. second. Yeah, two out. Two, yeah. Hey, two outs. Wait, wait. Munns wrote that article like forty-seven percent of our runs or something like that have been scored this year with two outs. Let's do it. I'm for it, guys. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, Southern Miss head baseball coach Scott. Barry, come back to us. Welcome back to To the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Last night, I spoke with Southern Miss head baseball coach Scott Barry. Here is that conversation. On the line now, we have the 2017 Keith LeClaire Coach of the Year in Conference USA, Scott Barry. How's it going tonight, Coach? Going pretty good, Jamie. We, uh, we're down in Biloxi anticipating the start of the tournament tomorrow and uh, just really trying to get everything uh back in order and get to play. It, it seems like it, we've been off for a week. It hasn't been that long, but uh, certainly we needed a little break coming back from San Antonio. So it'll be good to get back on the field. Outside of that 2009 College World Series run, have you ever seen this much excitement with Southern Miss baseball? No, I really haven't. And, you know, we, we talk as a team all the time about how everything matters and what we do. Uh, individually, uh, how it affects the team. But when you look at the whole landscape of Southern Miss baseball, certainly everything matters with our crowds and how they turn out and, and the energy that they bring. So, you know, it all goes hand in hand and, and all the success that we 
have had so far this year. We certainly include all of our fan base and, and everybody that uh, has come to the peak and made it such a special place. The Golden Eagles racked up today at the Conference USA Awards. I mean, we've set a school record for wins and have an RPI in the top ten. How special is this Golden Eagle baseball team? Well, it's very special, and it's special because uh, they are just so together as a team. We talk about chemistry all the time, and and every head coach, uh, you know, that's what they know is the the secret ingredient to success is getting everybody on the same page, working together, and and it's hard to get. I won't lie to you. In today's time, it's hard to do that, but. You know, fortunately, we've had great leadership inside uh, our locker room uh, between our, our, our younger players, our new players, and our returning players over the last two years. And they've been able to come together and produce that, that what we call magical chemistry that really puts everybody in the same direction. Right now, you've got the nation's longest winning streak at 14 games. And, you know, one of the things last time we had you on, we talked about surviving success. So to have that many, you know, wins in the season, to be on this hot streak, what does that say about the maturity and mentality of the team heading into the postseason? Well, it says a lot. You know, I've asked them all year long to just take the game-by-game approach. And the, the most important game on our schedule is the one that we're fixing to play, not the one that we just got through playing or or not the one that is two games ahead or a week ahead, but it's the one uh, that we're fixing to play. And these guys have 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 really grasped that concept. And and when they say play ball, they've clocked in and 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 have committed and stayed focused to winning that game. And uh, you know I couldn't ask for a a better group and a more mature group and how they've gone about uh, their business and playing games this year. Well, we talked about the Conference USA tournament. You've got eight teams down there in Biloxi, all in the top 100 of the RPI. What are your thoughts on this Conference USA tournament? Well, you know, everybody's looking for that prize at the end, obviously. Uh, you know, and some some people, that is their only breath that they can hold on to if they're going to get in to be one of the 64 or one of the 33 at-large bids at the NCA hands out next Monday. So, you know, that's, you know, I've been on that end a lot of times, uh, Jamie, where, you basically say, hey, this is a whole new season. It doesn't matter what we've done to this point. You know, we need to focus, and we've seen that. You know, I think three years ago we saw Florida International, an eight seed, win our tournament, you know, which was probably the killer for us in 15 when it was all said and done. But, you know, there's there's that certain uh, sense of uh, urgency that a lot of these teams have, So, and, and they're in survival mode. But, you know, for us – Specifically, uh, certainly we are going out to win this tournament, and we're going to stay with our same approach that we've had all year, and that's to uh, to focus on the game that we we are fixing to play. You've already played at MGM Park twice this season. What kind of atmosphere do you expect uh, this coming weekend? Oh, I think uh, you know, particularly when we're playing, I see a lot of black and gold in the future. Honestly, there <laughs> going into tomorrow. I'm, and I hope so too. You know, they've been with us all year long, uh, particularly in Hattiesburg. But you know, it's a short drive uh, from Hattiesburg. Those fans that live there, but more importantly, there's a big fan base here on the coast as well. And uh, you know, I, I, I really anticipate a great turnout for the Golden Eagles this this weekend. I mentioned earlier, you know, some of the players receiving awards earlier today. You had three guys nominated for the Boo Ferris Award. 
what's it like getting? I know that we, there's still some baseball left to be played, but surely you have to be pleased with the honors that are coming your team's way. Well, and you know what? I think that's what identifies team. And you look at so many of these guys that are being recognized uh, for their achievements. You know, they can't do it by themselves. But, you know, they have the support of their teammates. You know, they have the, uh, whether it's at practice, whether it's in the game that's pushing them, holding them accountable to, to be their best and perform their best and practice their best. So there's a lot of people that uh, certainly play into these awards. And when you have this many people, certainly uh, it, it, it tells a lot about your team and what they're all about. Well, not to, and not to get ahead of ourselves, but I think you, you guys have pretty much secured, you know, having a, a really good shot at hosting a regional. What would a Hattiesburg regional mean to this program? Well, I, I hope we do. You know, I, I've been in it long enough to get my hopes up, go and get them broke. So, you know, I, you know, we're going to still continue. Uh, before I answer that question, we're going to stay focused on what we can control, and that's how we come out tomorrow at four o'clock on Wednesday to take on uh, UTSA. So, but your original question, oh, I think it means everything. You know, it would be if we can pull this off and get another regional here in, in Hattiesburg, it'll be the first time in 14 years. The last one was 2003. Uh, certainly everybody received it well. And, uh, you know, I think it would be even better this time because there is a lot of excitement that has been generated through this team and how we've, played this season uh, a lot of things have been positive as, as we all know and you can see the numbers and read the stats but more importantly uh you know we we identified hasburg as baseburg last year when we finished that conference tournament with a championship win against rice and that momentum's continued on and our fan base has been right with us the whole way the bats have been excellent the pitching's been great you know a lot of times what gets a team through a tournament or through a regional or a super regional is the pitching rotation. It seems like everybody's pretty healthy. How do you feel about the pitching rotation at this point of the year? Oh, I feel really good. I mean, I think we are, you know, for the most part, everybody, you know, and I think that's another reason why we've had such a good year that we have stayed healthy. Uh, you know, you look at some other clubs in the league, particularly UAB, who had very strong pitching there coming into the season. And then, man, they got some knocks and some, some guys that, that ended the season and, and then all of a sudden, boom, here it goes. But, you know, when you start a season, Jamie, there's so many variables that go into whether you're going to be successful or not. And one of the biggest things is, is are you going to stay injury free? And we have been able to do that through outstanding, uh, athletic trainers that we have, uh, the way that we go about, uh, rehabbing, you know, whether it's after a start, what they do. Coach Fred does a great job with them, getting them ready for their next start. There's a lot of things that go into it, but, you know, at this point, we're in good shape. Well, Coach, congratulations on winning the Coach of the Year Award, and congratulations on winning the Conference USA regular season title. Before I let you go, do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? Well, you know, if it was fans of the year in our conference, it goes to Southern Miss, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they have showed up time and time again. They haven't ever given up on us. I know there's been times where we have probably surprised them because we've surprised me too So at, at times. But, you know, one thing that we've never done and one, we, one thing we've learned to do is not doubt us, and a lot of that goes to our fans, and we just appreciate everything. 
come to the coast. We need you down here. And then if we're fortunate enough next, next week, uh, show up at the peak for some more magic. That was Southern Miss head baseball coach Scott Barry. And that interview was from last night, of course, not while the game is going on right now. I'm sitting here with Jason Bailey. A lot of excitement going on with the Golden Eagles right now. Yeah, you know, um, I and obviously that's the first time I've heard that interview as well. Um, but, you know, he mentioned the word excitement several times. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the reason is is because everybody is excited. Uh, you know, I thought, well, you know, like you and I talk all the time and we're always going to talk about how excited we are. It doesn't matter what's going on. We're just going to talk about it. Well, you know, I work all the way. I, I work all over. I work a lot in South Mississippi. And like the other day I was in Diamond Head. A little bitty town of Diamond Head, right? And all I had on was just a Sutter Miss Polo. I got three to the tops, you know, while I was in Diamond Head. And, um, and you know, like today I'm working over around Pedal. And the guy was saying, you know, he couldn't wait to get off work to get down to MGM. So, yeah, the excitement level is at an all-time high, um, you know, or at least as far as baseball goes, um, higher than, than I've seen it in quite a while. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, definitely. Yeah. And you definitely have a uh, – you know, at least since the 2009 World Series. I mean, yeah. outside of that, yeah. it's probably tough to, to replicate this. Yeah, if, if, it feels it feels very similar. But, you know, the thing about that team, that wasn't even the best. As far as like the regular season goes, they couldn't hold a candle to what this team's done this year. They just caught fire at the right time and just kind of surprised everybody, and that excitement just built from there. This team, um, I don't want to say we're expecting a World Series run because that's, you know, I'm not expecting it. But um, I'll be disappointed if we don't you know, make a good push. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, let's get started on the slate this past weekend. The Golden Eagles were at UTSA. Uh, Three-game series, one game Thursday, two games on Friday. Thursday night, that's April, no, excuse me, that's May the 18th. The Golden Eagles defeat UTSA 9-3. to The Golden Eagles were down 3-1, to heading to the 8th, where the Golden Eagles rallied to put up three runs before adding another five in the ninth. Matt Walner, Daniel Keating, and Tracy Hadley with two hits apiece. Colt Smith gets the win. Seven, inning, seven innings pitched, giving up only three earned runs on seven hits with one walk and three strikeouts. Nick Sandlin comes in and gets the save. Two innings pitch, giving up only one hit and three strikeouts. Now that pitcher that we saw Thursday night is the one we're facing right now, Dressler. And he gave us fits up until we were able to wear him down. And as we sit right now, the Golden Eagles are heading to the seventh, down nine to two. Hopefully, he's starting to wear down a little bit. Yeah. Well, Dressler, unless he gives up like nine this next inning, he's not coming out of the game. Well, because because he's a crafty lefty. He's a guy that um, if, I just can't imagine as a coach even going up to him and saying, "Hey, we're going to pull you." Yeah. He's got it going. He's got it going. You got to tip your hat. But you know, hey, the the leading. Um, Offensive club in Conference USA is, you know, Southern Miss. So all it takes is, you know, confidence is a crazy thing, too. So uh, just you get a couple guys on. Hopefully Keys can hold them right here. Uh, get a couple guys on. We still have three at-bats. Uh, that's nine outs. That's a lot of outs for, for, right. for a lineup that top to bottom is, is better than any other team in the league and, and most teams in the country. So. And that's where we got hot last week. You know, that Thursday game, we got hot in the eighth. Uh, then on Friday, on Friday, Golden Eagles. Win 15 to 1 in game one with 15 runs on 14 hits, led by Dylan Bordeaux and, Tr- and Tracy and uh, Taylor Braley with three hits apiece. Bryant Bowen, two two run home runs, count them. 
Then Bordeaux, Braley, Walner, all with solo home runs. Kurt McCarty improves to 9-2 and two on the year. Six shutout innings, only giving up two hits with seven strikeouts. Hayden Roberts got the save. One earned run on five hits and five strikeouts in three innings. So, 15 runs right there. They turn around in game two, put up another 15 runs. They win 15-9 to nine in the final game of the three-game series. Eagles put up nine runs in the seventh. Nine runs in the seventh, yeah. all right. 19 hits total in the game. Dylan Berdeau goes five for six, five hits, including a solo home run, three runs, and two RBIs. Taylor Braley hits a grand slam in the seventh. Matt Walner and Matt Guidry also with solo home runs. Trent Driver gets the win to improve to 2-0. He goes three and two-thirds innings, giving up no runs, but two hits, had two walks with six strikeouts. So Yeah, and, and you know, isn't that just baseball? That's baseball, man. You're looking at you're looking at fifteen runs, fifteen runs, and nine runs over the weekend against this same team we're watching on TV right now. So that's fifteen, fifteen that's, that's thirty nine runs in three games, and here we are in the seventh, uh down seven, nine to two. That that's a, it's tough to you know, it, it's baseball. It's we 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 should be winning this game, but hopefully by the end of, of Hopefully of this by the show, end of this show. Hopefully by the end of this show we can get some of the magic going. Right. We'll see what happens. You guys come back to us. We're going to rally. We're going to rally right here on To The Top Talk, hopefully during the break and after the break and then after the next break and then after the next break. Come back to us with more To The Top Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Jason Bailey in the studio with me right now uh, as we speak, the Golden Eagles in their first game of the Conference USA Tournament. Down 9-2 to two in the seventh inning stretch down at MGM Park in Biloxi. Hopefully we can rally and get something going right here, Jason. You know, everything on the TV screen looks great except for the score right now. I'm looking at the fan support. I'm looking at uh, this lefty throwing about 85. I'm looking at um, good-looking uniforms, looking at the backdrop of behind MGM Field with uh, the Beau Rivage and the Hard Rock and Perfect weather, and we're down seven. Uh, it's time to rally. Hopefully we can get it going. Hopefully we can get it going. Okay, so let's keep it going with the news of the week. Dylan Bordeaux, the uh, first senior first baseman for the Golden Eagles, named Conference USA's hitter of the week. He went 11 for 17 last week with a 647 batting average with seven runs, three doubles, two home runs, six RBIs to go along with five walks and four stolen bases. Wow. As Southern Miss went 4-0 and on the week. His on-base percentage in those games, 727. That is insane. Slugging percentage, 1.176. That's a really weird decimal. That is very, really well decimal. <laughs> also, he was named a Dick Hauser Trophy semifinalist. That's the award for the best collegiate baseball player chosen by the NB- NCBWA, the Baseball Writers Association. Yeah, well, you know, heck, and, and is there anybody more deserving than that guy? You know, he started – from day one, I know it's been told a thousand times, but you know, probably still the best linebacker on campus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and how weird is it that that you know he was supposed to be a linebacker at TCU, and he comes to Southern Miss, plays outfield, ends up playing first base this year. First base, not really ever the position with the that you expect a leadoff batter to be to 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 be playing first base. So he's a linebacker turned outfielder turned first baseman that happens to lead off, and leading the conference in RBI somehow. Like none of it makes sense. And leading the country in hits. <laughs> yeah. He's the has more hits than anybody else in the country. 
Yeah, he's like our. I, I, he's I, I don't know. Like I know he didn't play shortstop. He's he's like our Derek Jeter. Yeah, like, been here forever, and I'd hate to see him go. So our Pauly Canerco, man. That's yeah, a first baseman. There you go. Maybe you can follow Dozier on up to the bigs. I hope so. I hope so. I'm glad Warner. Hopefully Warner will someday too. But mm-hmm. I'm glad he didn't this past year. Eagles finished the regular season 44 and 12, 25 and five in Conference USA. Those 44 wins are a Southern Miss regular season record. The 25 conference wins that ties East Carolina for the most conference wins in the season. <laughs> Currently, as of this recording, the Golden Eagles have the nation's longest winning streak with 14 games. RPI is sitting at nine, NPI three, Elo Chess. I don't know. I don't even know what that is, but we're fourth. So, I think you're jinxing us. You're giving us way too much credit right now in a game where we're trying to come back. Well, you know, it's really out of my hands. I don't really. I'm I don't not, think so. I, I think you, I think you have. I think you have it in your hands. You're. You know, I should have brought my. I should have brought my little my. Uh, hey, what's it called? The shaking ball. The, uh, magic, yeah, magic, magic eight ball. ball. So maybe it's my fault. I should have brought my three legged pig. I got it right before the New Orleans Bowl. I Where's the it. rally bike? Where's the rally bike? I don't know. Somebody just got on base. All right. Yeah. Good times. Statistics. Let's look at some of these statistics. Golden Eagles, nationally, base on balls, they rank fifth in the country with 308. Batting average, 316 batting average. That's good for 13th in the country. Doubles, tied for eighth with 125. Hits, tied for fourth with 634. Home runs, tied for fifth with 78. On base percentage, 420, that's fifth in the country. Runs, 487, that's second in the country. Scoring, 8.7 a game, that's good for third in the country. I don't know where we rank defensively because it didn't have that on the NCAA board where I get my stats, but we've held teams to 4.6 runs a game. So our margin of our margin just in all the games, 4.1. And by my count, that is 10 categories that we're in the top 10 of the country. Well, let's keep it going. Slugging percentage, fifth. Uh, 509, uh, strikeouts per nine innings were 23rd, 9.1. That's still pretty good. Win-loss percentage, we're fifth in the country at 786. Right now, the Conference USA Tournament going on at MGM Park in Biloxi, like we've talked about earlier games today. The number six seed, Rice, defeats Florida Atlantic, the third seed, 5-3 to three in the first game this morning, followed up by Old Dominion, the second seed, defeating FIU, 3-2. to two. So as it sits right now, uh, Florida Atlantic will play FIU first game in the morning. Somebody from Florida is going home. And then Rice will take on Old Dominion and the 4 o'clock game tomorrow uh, to in the winner's bracket on that side of the bracket. Uh, the loser of the Southern Miss game today will go on to play at 12.30 tomorrow morning, while the winner will go on to play at 7.30. Then later tonight, number five seed Charlotte is taking on number four seed Louisiana Tech. The winner of that game takes on the winner of our game. The loser of our game takes on the loser of that game. Yeah, and you know, looking down this list, I mean, there's so many scary teams in this conference. You know, I mean, I know that you know with RPI and all that, we were rated like the sixth best conference. Um, but because coming into this game, I, I was really worried about uh, playing um, about playing Rice for our first round game because Rice was having you know an uncharacteristically bad season, but they were kind of coming on as of late. Luckily, they did a little bit better, and they ended up in the eighth seed. But that's one thing that I was afraid of. The very next team that I would been afraid of is UTSA. Just because it's the fourth time in a row. At some point, the law of averages, you know, you just can't beat somebody every time you play. Remember, like, in football, we beat the UAB for, like, ten straight years. Then they had us for, like, two, or two out of three or something like that. Well, you know, kind of the same thing. You know, baseball's baseball. But and then you look down that list. I mean, heck, if, if we end up losing this game, um, 
having to play either Charlotte or Louisiana Tech. I don't want to play either one of them. <laughs> no, yeah, you got some great I mean, teams. Uh, you know, let's look at the teams we got in the conference tournament this weekend. The number two seed, of course, is Old Dominion. They're thirty-seven and nineteen on the year, twenty and eleven in Conference USA with an RPI of forty-three. They are the only team in Conference USA in this tournament that has a winning record this season against the Golden Eagles in Hattiesburg yeah. uh, a few weeks back. They're two and one against Southern Miss this year, with game uh, losing the first game two to ten, then winning the last two of that series thirteen to eleven and nine to two. Yeah, and I was there for all of them, and they are a solid, solid, solid baseball club that probably doesn't get enough credit. Just like normal teams in Conference USA, just don't get enough credit. Um, so, heck, man, somehow we just got to win or lose tonight. Uh, somehow we have to. Which, by the way, it's runners on first and second, one out. Uh, right Bredow now. up now. Bredow's Bredow up. One, two, three up. Dylan Bredow up at the plate. He steps in. Oh. But yeah, so, so, double somehow. out left, single out right <laughs> for Dylan Bredow. Somehow we pull it off, man. But the, you get some stout teams. Florida Atlantic, RPI of 61. They're the third seed. They lost the game earlier today to Rice. Who has an RPI of 54, the sixth seed? Then you got Louisiana Tech, RPI of 39. Uh, Charlotte, RPI of 66. Florida International, RPI of 80, and then UTSA, the team we're playing now, 102. They don't lose all three games to us. They're in the top 100, you know? Yeah. So it's a stout conference top to bottom. I think that the sixth-ranked conference. Um, so really some good baseball going on down in Biloxi this weekend. Regardless of what happens today, hopefully everybody can get down, make some of these games. Hopefully we can keep the party going, rally a little bit today. If we can't make it today, hopefully we can pull it out tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Yeah, if we, if we pull it out, then I'll definitely be there for the game tomorrow night. Uh, if we don't pull it out, it's just I have a big boy job, like most people. And if we play it at twelve thirty in the in the middle of the day, it's just that's just not going to be easy for me to pull off. Um, but hey, there's still a lot of baseball to go, and um, hopefully we yeah. can get our bearings. Well, guys, we got plenty of two of the top talk left right here on News Radio ninety eight point one in Hattiesburg. And the score, 1400 AM to the top. Welcome back to To the Top Talk, right here on News Radio. 98.1 and the score 1400 AM in Hattiesburg. In studio with Jason Bailey now. Jason, Conference USA Awards were yesterday and the Golden Eagles clean house. The Conference USA Player of the Year Award went to Dylan Bordeaux, as expected. Conference USA Freshman of the Year, Matt Walner. The Keith LeClaire Coach of the Year, Scott Berry. Assistant Coach of the Year, Chad Kaye. First Team All-Conference USA, Dylan Bordeaux. Tracer, Tracy Braley, Kirk McCarty, Nick Sandlin, and Colt Smith. Second team All-Conference USA, Mason Irby and Matt Walner. And then all-freshman team, Matt Walner. Great season for the Golden Eagles, and it showed right there in those Conference USA awards. Sorry, Braley just launched one to center field. Ah, ah it's out at the warning track. Okay, I got I got, I got, got distracted there. You know, but yeah, I mean, for a team that's, that's won so many games this year and has provided so much excitement for an entire region, really, and kind of the team that the conference hangs their hat on, obviously we're going to have a lot of guys on the um, on the Conference USA first and second teams. Walner, second team, eh, freshman, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't get that I, either, I mean, man. you know, best player on the field in, on pretty much any team. Yeah, 
but uh, whatever. That's neither here nor there. I mean, it's it's just, it's an honor really to have this many awesome players. I mean, that's a that's almost a you can almost field a an actual team. Yeah, right. Just, just with the guys just, just that with are the guys on there on from Southern Miss. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's nice also to see some local guys. I mean, you see the you know you see Braley, you see um, McCarty just from right down the road. So obviously Walner, not from right down the road. Um, we claim him now. Yeah, he's here. He's here. He's. I wonder he's if he has. I wonder if he has an accent. You got to get him on. Yeah, it's it's just tough during the season to get players on, but I'll try to get him on at some point. Maybe I'll I'll show up at, at least show up at media day next year and try to try to corner him. What should we get him now? What should what 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 we should do to try to drive ratings for the show is to have you bat against Walner. Just one, t- three no, pitches. Three no, pitches. why would why would we do that? Because it would be great. No, it would it would be terrible. I, listen, could, Rick Maddox was my coach. Okay, <laughs> you, that's not going to go well. All right. <laughs> Maybe Maddox. Okay, Rick Maddox throws you five pitches. Okay, that's that's one thing. Nice. I can hit one of those, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, you got a lot of Golden Eagles heading down to the coast this weekend from from all over the country, coming down to the coast for the conference tournament. I wanted to take a minute and talk about some of our favorite spots down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So I'm going to go through some of mine. I talked to some of the fans. I got some feedback on Twitter and on Big Gold Nation. So these are some of my favorite spots, and then I'm going to have some of the favorite spots of the listeners. Okay. Now, one of my favorite spots on the coast, got a lot of memories here, Mary Mahoney's it's right there. Right, right down the road from the park, pretty much right around the corner. You know, I've still never been to Mary. Mahoney's. You've never been to Mary Mahoney's. No. Save up, save up, and go. It. I think that's the reason that I've never been. Their crab claws are excellent, man. Their broiled crab claws, some of the best I've ever had. Amazing stuff. But yeah, it's a, it's a great place to eat. Number uh, next one on the list, which could be number one because it's one of my favorite places to eat in Hattiesburg. They just expanded down to the coast. Patio Forty Four. Yeah. Uh, quote uh, from Twitter. Let's give a quote from at Richie Hudat. He said will be USM Central for the conference tourney. So it, I guess, you know, with Ron Seville being the owner, they're going to do all they can to drive the Southern Miss fans there. Uh, had a co-sign from uh, Jack City Eagle on Big Gold Nation. And then Hunter A. Martin, this is what he said on Twitter. He said, Patio 44 is doing a free fondue, fondue appetizer if you bring in your game tickets. And then he added, and the purchase of two entrees. So I guess you get two entrees and you bring your game tickets, they'll give you a free fondue appetizer. Pretty cool. Nice. Well, I'm glad that, you know, I forgot that Patio 44, I forgot Ron even opened one up down there. It's not, I haven't been there, but I, I drove past it when I was going down to the Hard Rock that time and it was it looked really nice and I've heard it's really nice on the inside. Well, the last game that we had down there, you know, I met a couple of the, to the top talk listeners, uh, Steve Farmer. Um, I met him over at Bacchus, which is also right next to um, there. And he told me that he had just left Patio 44 and there's a ton of Golden Eagles there and that the, Coast Alumni Associated Association had set something up. I didn't know about it, but um, obviously, you know, if that's the tailgating headquarters, not tailgating, but pregame headquarters, and Ron owns it, then um, I can't wait to check it out. Big Southern Miss supporters. Also, there's several mugshots down there on the coast. That's another great spot as well. Uh, Half Shell Oyster House. I know there's, they're branching off around different parts of the state, but that's always been a good one. Uh, had had three had three cosigns on this one. Corey Gunkel, Richie Houdet, and Al. Bundy88 on Twitter all uh, said, you know, they'd vouch for Half Shell Oyster House. The next one I have is is one I actually like, but I never, nobody, I never got any feedback on this. It's kind of a newer restaurant from the past couple of years. It is Inside Harris right there in Biloxi. It's called That's the Magnolia right. House. That's right. Very nice restaurant. Food, everything I've had there has been great. The desserts there I've had have been amazing. Cool little bar there if you're, if you're staying at Harris for some reason. Uh, they got a cool little bar right there at the Magnolia House. Bayview Gourmet. I saw Patrick McGee 
tweet about Bayview Gourmet earlier as far as breakfast goes. Great spot. One of my wife's favorite spots. We have to go. When we stay down on the coast, we have to go to Bayview Gourmet the next morning. Uh, my dad, he is at What the Fud just about every day. If you want to try some Vietnamese food, some good Vietnamese cuisine, I think it's kind of towards um, Diaberville a little bit. But What the Fud, great for that. All right, let's 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 get into some of the – easy. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we're on radio. We're on the FCC. But that's pho spelled P-H-O for everybody that uh, – for you taking score at home. Uh, some of the some of the fans – I'm going to read some of these restaurants where we got recommendations and we had more than one person vouch for this place just because we don't have much time left in this break. All right. Darwell's in Long Beach had four people vouch for that. Brooklyn's Pizzeria – uh, three, three for that. Adventures Pub and Spirits, two for that. Phoenicia and Ocean Springs, two for that. Trapani's, two for that. Bozos, uh, I had two for that. Um, you know, Sal and Mookie's. I think they're so that I think they're so they're my supporters as well. You had one there. You had one. Salute in Gulfport. Ooh, love salute. Good spot. It might be salute. I'm not positive. I'm a, you know, filling station, murky waters, sandbar. There's anywhere, a lot of, anywhere in Ocean Springs. There's a lot of great spots down there. All right, guys, we got a little bit of To The Top Talk left, so come right back to us. quick stop, midnight tea top, Jack and a cherry coke town. Mama and daddy put the roots right here, cause this is where the car broke down. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Let's shut it down. Special thanks to my guest this evening, Southern Miss head baseball coach Scott Berry. Follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well, to the top talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy, all that good stuff. My next show, Saturday, June 17th, Hub City Comedy's seventh anniversary show at Brewski's. Got a story wanted to mention real quick here, Jason. I saw this uh, in the news earlier today. According to Andrew Carter of the Raleigh News and Observer, North Carolina medical school graduate Scarlett Murphy was walking to her commencement. Still, she was one and a half miles away when head football coach Larry Fedora pulls over, offers her a ride. Right. How do you? Hey. 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 This is a quote from Fedora. There's no way she was going to make it all the way to campus in those high heels. <laughs> I've got three daughters and a wife. <laughs> There's no way Larry Fedora knows the struggle of high heels without having worn them. <laughs> hey, well, you know, I put nothing past uh, Coach Fedora. I mean, I don't think it's anything funny, but, like, he probably has some, like, Air Jordan high heels. And because I just don't see you being able to sympathize with the high heels without doing it yourself. Who in the world is walking a mile and a half in her high heels and her gar- graduation garb on anyway? I don't know. That seemed – and her, dad, her dad's walking. Well, couldn't your dad just drive you and drop you off? Oh, reading but, between the lines. But her dad recognized Coach Fedora, so they hopped in the car. And this is, is according to uh, the, the article there. Along the way, Murphy said her father made some dad jokes asking Fedora if he needed an extra assistant coach. Fedora, meanwhile, told them he'd go back down the street and pick up the rest of the family, too. He's like, might as well go back, pick up the rest of the family, too, all right? <laughs> Funny thing about that, that's exactly what he did. They realized before they got to campus that they forgot their graduation tickets. So Fedora drove the family back so they could retrieve them. He gets the rest of the family, six people total, drove them to the apartment to get the tickets, then back to the graduation site, ferrying his passengers with the aplomb of only the most skilled and patient Uber drivers. Yeah, I wonder, like, if you're Fedora and, you, you know, you say, you know what? 
you see the girl kind of damsel in distress and you decide to give her a ride. You think that's it. Yeah. And then no. it turns into going back and getting the family. At that point, you, you can't you, really you say no. Nice. And then there's a third step to it where they forgot their tickets. <laughs> hey. So, so Larry's driving around. What do you think he was listening to? I'm going to say White Snake. Yeah. White Snake would be great. I'm thinking like some ACDC. Just like some back in black, you know, twisted like, sister. That yeah. seems like he's like in a hair metal band. Y'all get in. All right. So during this is back to the story. During the ride, some of Murphy's family members asked if they could tip Fedora. He declined the offer, but told them they could give him a favorable rating. Fedora said, "Like I was some kind of Uber driver, <laughs> but I didn't have any bottled water in the back seat or anything." <laughs> I, I believe that Fedora didn't have bottled water in the back seat, but you can't tell me there wasn't a case of Red Bull somewhere in that vehicle. My wife just texted me. She said that uh, she thinks he was listening to Hot Stepper. I, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> what, what's in his car? A case of Red Bull, a case of Dapper Dan, some metallic Oakleys on the seat, a visor, self-tanning Definitely lotion. Visor. Uh, Fedora, uh, Fedora looks like he uses Some boat shoes. Fedora looks like he uses Banaka. He still uses Banaka. I guarantee there was some Banaka in the car, maybe a beard trimmer. Well, looks like we're running out of time. Thank you guys for listening. Check out the archives. Check out SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, all that good stuff. Tune in next week. We're going to be hopefully talking about the Hattiesburg Regional. Thanks for listening. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. Talk.